Hello, hello. So now we're back. Uh, we're going to be covering Genesis chapter 11 and 12, the story of Nimrod and the Tower of Babel. So this is where the drama is going to continue. The Tower of Babel. There's one of my cats in the back. I can't see the cat. Which one? On the, uh, is right there. This is the lily, the female. I'd have to. So we Oops. have Lulu, Lily, and what's the third Lulu, one? Oh, there's peanuts right there. Peanuts. But you can't see peanut. So they're back. Peanut. They want to learn the Bible now, huh? There, you see that? <laughs> Plus, you give them a place to hang out. In right there, you see. There's oh, a yeah. Peanut. They they sleep there. That's yeah. I don't have books in the bookshelf. Those are for the cats. <laughs> you know the shelf there. That's what cats like. They like to be able to climb. They like high places. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. they like to live in up in trees and stuff. So. Now she's going over. Oh, there. maybe they probably love the Tower of Babel then. Try to yeah. Climb. Now this is a very interesting story here. Um, so so we're kind of jumping back. I think that's what's happening here. They kind of told us there's all these different countries and different nations, but here it says now the whole earth had one language. Yeah, and the same words. Trying to do now actually the U.S. Yeah. the Tower of Babel that they're trying to build the whole earth now. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we're like uh, like one one culture, one uh, one world, one yeah. one government. One I think that the who is part of that as well. The, the you know the who. Um, yeah. Yeah, but let's let's read about what this is, and then we can we can talk about some modern day sure. yeah. parallels. Should I read as it? The, if you want, either way, I can I can read this one yeah. if you want. Um, yeah. As the people journeyed from the east, they found a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. And um, are you reading the ESV version? I'm reading yours. Oh, okay. Sorry. Whatever that is. Uh, the and um, yeah, they said to each other, "Let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly." And they had brick for stone and tar for mortar. Then they said, come, let us build a city and a tower whose top will reach to heaven and let us make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. Yes. Isn't that amazing? They didn't like the idea of being scattered all over the earth. Which I think, wasn't that the commandment? Wasn't that what they're supposed yeah. to do? Exactly. That's why. Fill the whole earth, right? Be fruitful and multiply and fill the whole earth. Yeah. And they're kind of rebelling against all that stuff. Yeah, so something about evil that doesn't like it, what God has said to do. They want to be more. So at that time, the whole kingdom was supposedly going to fit into this Tower of Babel. It was pretty. Well, they wanted a, yeah, they wanted them. And I think it was like a temple. I mean, the ci yeah. there's a city. So that let's build a city and, and a tower. And that tower was probably like a temple. Um, cause they built, you know, as you know, they, they have all these temples all over the place and they, they reach up into the sky as tall as possible is probably the tallest one back then in the world. And, and let us make a name for ourselves. Yeah. See, they're not interested in, in the name of God, right? No. Let's make our own kingdom, uh, you know, the kingdom of man or even a, uh, a satanic kingdom, you know, kind of yeah. by default, that's what it would be. Yeah, there's a lot of symbolism with the Freedom Tower that relates all back to this. Um, and <laughs> Freedom they, Tower is that the uh, the twin towers the, that went down? The one tower, the one, the one tower. They I call know. it the Freedom Tower. Yeah, yep. Freedom and Tower. <laughs> they also said the same thing, like it was to lift up their own name, like their own. Yeah, people come back, you know that that kind of stuff. Um, uh, Jonathan Kahn made a good analogy of all that stuff. I don't follow him, but I think for that little segment, he made some connections about what he did uh, with the New York Towers and how uh, they were using a lot of the Bible symbolism to kind of unite the two tower as one and then like the high seas. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the so, two into one is kind of the male and female into one, all that stuff. Right. They're trying to unite everything. A lot of but I, I, oh, go ahead. Kabbalistic stuff too, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, the Kabbalah all comes from the uh, originally. Really, it comes from the pre-flood world. 
Yeah, right all here. This, all these secret societies, they, they come from the, and, and they're building it back. They're kind of building back the pre-flood world here because yeah. remember it's Ham and Canaan and see Ham would have passed along and that's what they believe actually. The Even the Freemasons believe that Ham kind of, uh, he had the secret knowledge, you know, and he passed it down to his descendants. Yeah. And and that's what they're doing is building this temple that had all kinds of magic and sorcery and, you know, uh, and they were, you know, in contact with the, uh, the fallen angels and all that kind of stuff. And so that, you know, it, it's a center of occult activity. Were known for their um, evil practices, right? And the occultic stuff that the, like worshiping all their different gods and the way they did it, including yeah. um, and, and child uh, sacrifices and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Transvesticism and child sacrifice. Those yeah. are the main abominations that you see in the Old Testament, actually. And um, the main ones you see today as well. And, um, uh, and now the God, the, the Babylonian God, the main God was Marduk. And they say that this Tower of Babel, the word Babel originally may have meant something like uh, a gateway to the gods or something, or an era. They, they may, in, in, in fact, temples, generally speaking, are a place where you can, you know, you're in the presence of God in a temple. And even the pagans believe that they're in the presence of their gods. I the thought temple. the whole Babel thing was, uh, had to do that, with. Well, Babel. that came later. That came later. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it the the original because this would have been uh, this was this was they didn't speak Hebrew in uh, in Babylon. So so it the the word Babel, the original word was not a Hebrew word, um, and it may have been slightly different. So uh, I mean that's what people say, you know, because mm -hmm. this was this was Babylon. This was not they, they didn't speak Hebrew there. No, I think so they, a, they spoke all their tribal languages from. The different well, families. I guess at first, you know, later on it became known as, as Babel. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So at first it was all this one language, whatever it was, maybe in, you know, an ancient version. Some people say that's, it was, you know, Hebrew was the original language that everyone spoke. But either way, it oh, kind of, okay. uh, you know, e either way they ended up with all their different languages, as we know, yeah. which means confusion, right? Babel. And then later on it became known as confusion. But they do say originally, like, what did the, the 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 Babylonians didn't build this thinking they were building a tower of confusion? They thought of it as a as a temple to the gods, you know. I wonder what they thought back then to want to do that if they were already given all their lands and they were apparently around the Middle East area. Well, not yet. They didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So this is everyone. They're all. This is like Nimrod, just leading everyone to build to become a great. You know, th this like they're going to become the master. Yeah. They're the super. Yeah, they're going to become superheroes and tra they're almost like transhumanists nowadays. You know, <laughs> they're going to yeah. become. They're they're going to become a better, a new and improved form of humanity. They're going to do great things, and it's kind of like going to the moon. You know, the moon narrative, the moon landing narrative. Oh, look what we did. Or the Olympics, it's, you know, the, the culture we live in is all about uh, uh, the achievement of man, celebrating that. You know, right? they're still doing that. They're still trying to build the tallest skyscraper ever in the Dubai and other places. Yeah. They're still doing that's it. Almost, yeah, that's kind of a uh, like a symptom of, of being unrepentant. Yeah. You know, it's like the opposite of saying that you're a sinner is I'm great. You know, and I and I'm this amazing. We're amazing people, and instead of saying, "Hey, we're a total mess," mm -hmm. we are. Um, you know, we're we're like like Noah. See, it's like, and if you if you compare it to like Noah, Noah gets drunk and passes out naked, but yeah. now you got Nimrod who's building all these amazing cities and this temple up to the sky. Yeah, you know. that's like it was low tech for Noah, and then it suddenly becomes high tech. <laughs> where they're yeah. Now. Yeah. Using all those people to bring, make all those bricks and mortars, right, to build this, which is a huge yeah. project. I mean, this is like the Trump of the old day, you know. Yeah, and then you got the, you know, the EU kind of uses this, yeah. uh, this, they're, they're going to finish, see, see, that's the goal of uh, the the wicked humanity. They, they want to finish, they want to perfect, uh, they want to finish the job, they want to bring back the, 
amazing world before the flood, before that evil God, you know, destroyed them and wiped them all out. And yeah. now they use the rainbow flag as their logo, as their flag, saying, hey, look, God, God's not going to wipe us out, so we can try to do this again. We can try to rebuild the Tower of Babel and uh, yeah, become gods. It's funny that you say evil God, because I did a movie uh, analysis of the Beast of, uh, the Rising Beast of New Transformers movie. So YouTube blocked me from doing that video, but the whole point of that movie where the where I used it, uh, they said the evil god, just like how you said it. Oh, they it, said it in the movie. Yeah, in the movie, the evil <laughs> god that wants to destroy the entire universe. So that's yeah, why yeah, well, that's the that. evil god who's going to bring judgment upon yeah. us uh, in our pride event. You know what I mean? Like it's like, yay, you know that. Yeah, that, and that's going to be the the narrative that we uh, that we come across soon. I think there yeah. this evil god is coming to wipe us out. The evil alien is coming to wipe us out. You know? Yeah, that's the entire yeah. theme of that movie. The evil god is going to destroy the earth and the all of the planets yeah. and the universe and everything. So yeah, because it's judgment. It's judgment, and they don't realize that. You know, some people will be saved by this so-called evil god. He's this evil god actually saved humanity. Yeah, but they gives us that. eternal life. Yeah, and it's these just guys are trying that to create their own of, eternal life. Most of the humanity, or uh, I mean, I know God saves a lot that nobody can number over time, but it's still a large portion of humanity still does not want to believe anything to do with God, and they're wanting to make war with them directly yeah and you see that in revelation and and you know when god brings his judgment to try to you know basically try to discipline people and warn them hey the end is coming soon repent it just makes people even more angry yeah um you they know say that it's like everybody. a child you know we're kind of like children human beings god probably sees us as children and um you know we're tra he's trying to discipline us and help us grow into mature human beings the way he intended us to be and then we just rebel, you know. It's like a parent, a parent trying to discipline their child. The child, no child likes to be disciplined. <laughs> you know, even if it's for like their own there's, good. There's, so. there's a group of people. It's not even not liking, not wanting to be disciplined, but the fact that they have totally blocked from even wanting to hear about God. They don't like it. You know, it's it's like vampires. Yeah. You, you know, you show them the light, and then they just start. Screaming. Yeah, and that's that's the way the Bible talks about these kind of people. Yeah. You know, they they exist, and uh, they're the wheat, there's wheat and tares, and I think that's a big part of what's going on now is that people are being uh, clearly separated into wheat and tares. Yes, there, there's a purpose to it. Yep. You know, that's what the mark of the beast is kind of like sealing people. Right. Um, you know, we're marked, we're sealed with the mark of God or the mark of the beast. No, I'm trying to. Yep. Hopefully. It'll be over soon. Okay, so verse five. <laughs> uh, where's that? Verse five. No, wait. Did we uh, cover everything? Let's see here. Okay, I think I think we're good. Yeah, just want to double check. Yeah, um, they were scattered about on the face of the whole earth. Um, but the Lord came down. Oh, that's interesting. But the Lord came down mm -hmm. to see the city. And the tower that the sons of men built. Well, that's very interesting, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it wow. is. Come on, let, let's see your handy. I don't think I noticed that one before, to be honest. Like, I never really thought of that. Yeah, I don't like, think I noticed it. Really? Yeah, some, sometimes you notice a verse. You're like, oh, I never really noticed that verse before. <laughs> well, wow. here he's like, hmm, huh. what have you guys been up to lately? Oh, another one more thing I want to notice. I want to mention it's it does say like in verse three, let us make bricks. You know, you just yeah. think of masonry, right? Masonry, yeah. Freemasons. I don't know if there's a maybe there's some kind of connection there. But the Freemasons, you know, these secret societies, they think the Tower of Babel was a good thing. They yeah. think the pre-flood world was a good world, a good thing. You know, and the other so, interesting thing, how do they know to do that? Make bricks and bake them thoroughly. You know, that's the only way to make those hard bricks. For all the masonry, work yeah, it could have. That. It could have been the. Uh, could, that could have been. That could relate to the fallen angel technology that that they taught people. You know, I yeah. think a lot of this technology was taught to by the fallen angels. They taught people how to do all this stuff. Yeah, because this has a little bit of science in it. You don't just make bricks. Mm. So something yeah. happened 
here where they're getting knowledge yeah. and they said the brick for stone and tar for mortar so they they have to have known how to do this yeah well there was there was a lot i mean there there were not very primitive necessarily you know we think of them as we think of the these people as being kind of primitive they they were pretty high tech back even back then yeah, I, I mean it's basically the very, same people they're yep. just, just as smart as we are yep There's no difference really yeah yeah i believe that too maybe even smarter than us but is still yeah. this still requires some science so unless you're taught how to do that i mean maybe they figured it out on their own but i i just think that this is a little bit more advanced than what they were doing before i mean noah was building yeah. vineyard right and he knew how to make wine obviously yeah well he, he made the ark yeah these yeah. are pretty advanced cain had cities before that so they're kind of like cain had cain was kind of like nimrod he built all these cities so they're they're kind of building they're kind of rebuilding the pre-flood yeah. world in the same exact way rebellious and okay. um, all right so verse six the Lord said the people are one and they have one language and this is only the beginning of what they will do now nothing that they propose to do will be impossible for them come let us go down there and confuse their language so that they may not understand one another's speech now I think I think what's part of what's going on here is God's trying to protect them from destroying themselves. You know, yeah, it's not so much sure. God as God's not worried that, oh, they're gonna they're gonna invade heaven and start to kill me or something. He's yeah. not worried about that. It's more like these people are gonna destroy themselves. You know? Yeah, their, and I think it was also saying that when they're combined as one, like one language, one purpose, they can achieve anything. Like it's already been shown today what they can accomplish and that's the whole thing like it went from individual nation sovereignty to all of a sudden globalism which really only happened once they improved all that travel uh, with air flights and all that stuff and communications then all of a sudden the globalism is now just one and now we're able to talk to one another across the world with all this technology so it, it started to erase all the individual nations' lines, you know, and now it's just, it's going to go to United, one na one government, one language, and yeah. one people. And well, that's what the WHO treaty is all about. That right. We have that, we basically have that now, and that'll that'll be the, um, the greatest uh, tribulation the world has ever seen. Yeah, but the only reason why it's going to be such a great tribulation is because they're going to kind of come together to do all these great destructive projects that can literally yeah. destroy humanity in an instant if they wanted to. Yeah, there's no opposition. There's no debate. Yeah. There's no uh, discussion. There's just one way of doing things, and uh, it's it's tyranny, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, all right. So, uh, so where, where are we at now? Verse 8? uh yeah they found right. uh, so the so the lord dispersed them from there over the oh let me read yours so the lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of all the earth and they stopped building the city <laughs> therefore the name of it was called babel because there is because there the lord confused the language of all the earth from there the lord scattered them abroad over the face of all the earth yeah so which they is what he told them to do it. Yeah, it's what he told them to do anyway. Spread right. over the earth. But they had to physically do God physically had to take action here. Yeah. He didn't destroy yeah. the earth this time. He just destroyed the city. Yeah. Or they stopped. And there is a relationship between the language. Like even English is related to Hebrew and Greek. Yeah. Because you have like Aleph, Aleph Bait, the two first two letters. Aleph Bait is like alphabet, right? And then um, Aleph Tav. Yeah, I mean, you have all these. If and then, then you know, Hebrew is written from right to left um, and read from right to left because people would, in the ancient world, they would chisel it on a stone, you know. And and then then when people began writing, other languages were left to write. But if you reverse Hebrew, it actually looks quite similar to English and Greek. If you reverse it from left, if you put it left to right, the same as English and Greek are. There's a relationship there. Yeah, I'm sure they're at some level all the languages are connected in some ways, but the Eastern languages are yeah. very hard and difficult to learn, especially the character base, like the Chinese. Um, yeah, well, I can read. I can read Japanese. You can. And Thai, and wow. Hebrew and Greek. 
and they're all totally different. Different <laughs> languages, then. Well, that really is just uh, you have to put a lot of work into it, you know. Um, yeah, well, it takes memory. I could never do that. I don't even know how I learned English. I think it just happened. Uh, but uh, I know. What, uh, huh? The um, oh, you know what I want to do here, hmm. if it's okay. Yeah, I want to. I want to go to a different part. I want to go to Deuteronomy thirty-two, verse eight. What chapter? Deuteronomy. And what chapter? Chapter thirty-two. Oh, you got to spell Deuteronomy differently. Just put D U D E U T. I think that'll that'll get you there. Oh my gosh, I'm not a really good speller either. Yeah. Um, thirty-two. Thirty-two. Just go to thirty-two. That's fine, and then scroll down to verse eight. Do you know about this verse? <clears throat> well, this know. is a uh, this is a uh, somewhat debated verse. Uh-huh. Um, all right, this is interesting now. So your your translation is different than the ESV. So let's let's just read this. I'll I'll read yours first. Okay. When the mo- so this is talking about the Tower of Babel, what we just read about. Yeah. This is uh, later on. This is Deuteronomy. This is Moses. This is called the Song of Moses. He's talking to the Israelites. When the Most High gave the nations their inheritance, when he separated the sons of man, he set the boundaries of the peoples according to their number, according to the number of the children of Israel. Now, the thing, the problem here is that Israel didn't exist yet. This is, yeah. uh, you know, this is well, you know, and. Um, well, Israel uh, existed it, in Exodus. That's where they God found them. But right? we're reading in Genesis, though. I'm talking about at the the Tower of Babel incident itself, um, when the people were separated. Yeah, that's Genesis uh, Genesis 11 and even Genesis 10. There was no Israelites in Genesis 10, right? Or 11. Yeah. So, and what they found is that the oldest Hebrew uh, manuscripts of this verse actually say "sons of God." It doesn't say "sons of Israel." Okay. Yeah, so so a lot of versions nowadays trans so my version says according to the number of the sons of God, which are the angels. Yeah, so that can't be fallen angels. No, it is right, because it's uh so so basically what happened is that God put all these different nations in the world, God put them under the administration of various uh watchers or various angels. Okay, or, I see. And, and you see this in the Psalms. We don't have to go to all these different places, but you see the same principle in the Psalms, like Psalms 82, Psalm 89. You see the same thing where these angels are ruling over the people, but they're they're unjust. They're, they're not ruling over the people, over these nations uh, in a righteous way. So Let's these, these would be like James. the rebellious angels. Let's look at King James version. It well, that's the no. You, you, what you do is look at the Hebrew. But would, see, King James isn't always accurate either. That that that's a mistake. See, they found they found they found the ancient Hebrew documents after the King James version was written. Okay, so you're saying the Hebrew version says sons of God. I'm saying the Hebrew. I'm saying the oldest Hebrew documents say sons of God. Okay, but. In King James, it was written in Hebrew. English doesn't even really matter. English is a convenience for us. The Bible was not written in. But it English. has two different meanings then, because at least it from does. It does. It's saying it sons does. of Adam or sons of man. But now you're saying the uh, the other versions are saying sons of God, which are angels. The old the oldest oh. Hebrew versions are saying sons of God, and the Greek oldest Greek versions. Are so what translation does that come out? The ESV, where you're you're saying that it says that. Uh, the oldest Hebrew versions say that. But none of these translations say it, right? ESV says it. ESV, English Standard Version. Not That's not the only one. Go oh, down to verse 8. That says. Sons of God. And there's a little footnote there, so you can click on that if you want. Well, here it says divided mankind. No, go to the, the oh, end of the verse. Sons of God, right, yeah, okay. What does the footnote say there? Clicking on there. Well, let's just go at the bottom. I don't think, oh, is it? Compare Dead Sea Scroll, Septuagint, Masoretic text. So the Masoretic text, which which Masoretic text was compiled in 1000 AD. It's a very late document, actually. Most Bible translations and most of the ESV is based on the Masoretic text, but Dead Sea Scrolls and the Septuagint and some other earlier Hebrew 
documents. And so there's been a lot of, this is like one of these things that people have written papers and books on and debated for years, all right? So we're not going to solve it in five minutes here. But uh, just so you know, there's a, there's two different views on this. I'll, I'll go with but you. The, well, go no, with it's you. not my view. I didn't, I didn't I mean, come up with this at all. You're following <laughs> on the ESV version because we got to pick a version that is consistent. No, no, we, we don't to have to. There's no, there's no perfect English translation of the Bible. No, I understand that, but yours. there's two different meanings. So either you got to go with sons of men or sons of God. So yeah, you don't have to decide I mean, right that, now. That's you a can, huge contrast. Well, okay, the Septuagint, right? The Septuagint is is even older, is the uh, one of the oldest versions of the Bible we have. The the, the Greek, the old Greek. So it says, uh, "Angels of God" is what the Greek says. If I were to translate that, "Angelon," ang angels, "Angelon." These are not angels. These would be. Well, they they these were the angels of God. These are the sons of God. We saw the same sons of God yeah. terminology in Genesis 6, right? Yeah. Remember that? Sons yeah. of God came to earth and took wives and had children. But these guys are the good angels that are just... It doesn't say that. No, they're not. No, they're not. No. Okay, okay, okay. Um, all right. Let me let me find the... Uh, oh, my thing is is not working well. Let me... Let me okay, let me go to Psalm... Uh, I think it's Psalm 89 that, cor it that correlates verse this. Eight, it says the Most High gave to the nations their inheritance when he divided mankind and he fixed borders of the peoples according to their number of the sons of God. So they can't be the bad angels. They have to be uh, the good well, ones. They, no, not necessarily because these were bad people. These, these were the bad. This is a punishment. These yeah, were the these were the people who built the Tower of Babel. But we just they had the flood to wipe it all out. Why is he going to? No, no, no. This is after that. Yeah, this is after that. Now he's dispersing the people. He's he's stopped the 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 uh, construction of this tower of Babel well, or this temple of Babel. I and then that. this is the, instead of instead of destroying them, he dispersed them and he handed them over to the false gods, the pagan gods, which are the fallen angels. And then um, then he kept. And then look at look at verse nine. But the Lord's portion is his people, Jacob, his allotted. And we're going to see he pulled uh, he pulled Abraham out of Babylon, basically, for himself. And he created Israel. So God's people were the Israelites. God was working directly with them, trying to shape them into a godly nation. But these other nations, these other people, were under the spiritual administration of the sons of God. But that and they were, they were wicked. It's two different meanings. When I read it plainly in the other version, it depends on if you read the like Masoretic he's dividing text. up the people according to their size and giving them all nations. That's how I read it. Uh, but now we're getting into other things. So if you read, it's going to happen a lot. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's this whole book. Uh, check out uh, Michael Heiser has like whole books on these. There's there's people have been talking about this for a long time. Um, so just be just be don't don't decide you don't have to decide just know, know about the uh, uh, well, i've decided so that's but. <laughs> confusing, but i think well i think between uh all the other chapters uh, up until we get here there must be some other explanation to kind of support either theory you can't leave it hanging like that because it is such a big difference um, i'm not leaving it i've already decided i've done lots of research on this um, okay now go to psalm 82 what did you decide that it's the angel? Go to Psalm 82. I'll show you another verse, a, a corresponding Psalm chapter 82. Just go to the beginning of that. Um, God stands among the divine council. He renders judgment among the gods. All right. <laughs> so, okay. So, so the, the gods? gods, the sons of God are the gods. Okay. These are the fallen angels. Because well, these are the angels. Let's just call them angel. They're all the same thing, but some of them are just like there's righteous people and unrighteous people, right? There's there's good angels, bad angels. All right, verse two. How long will you how long will you all judge unjustly and accept the partiality of the wicked? Defend the poor and the fatherless, vindicate the afflicted and needy, grant escape to the abused and the destitute, pluck them out of the hands of the false. That's what God does. See these 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 gods are ruling the nations unjustly. 
Yeah. They have neither knowledge nor understanding. They walk in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are shaken. I have said, now Jesus, you're going to notice this verse. Jesus quotes this. I have said, you are God's sons of the Most High, all of you. He, God, here, here, Yahweh, God is talking to the angels. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, God, the word God's is Elohim. In Hebrew, when it's in the plural, it's talking about uh, angels and the, the divine council. I, you know, there, there's angels and all these different beings up there with God, right? So I have said, God is talking to the angels. You are God's sons of the Most High, sons of God, right? All of you, but you all shall die like men and fall like a man, O princes. Jesus even quotes this when he, when he tells, uh, when he's talking to the Pharisees, I have yeah. said you are gods. He's not telling the Pharisees they're gods. He's quoting this. And he's, so, um, so, so these, these are, these are angels that failed to administer the governments of these nations. See, behind every government are the spiritual principalities and powers. Yeah. And you, I was going to send you this, but there's, you know, how, you know, the American Eagle, it's not a bird. It's a winged entity. Every country in the world has a, a yeah. winged spiritual being as their logo, as their right. national emblem. And th- these are the these are the fallen angels that are behind every country. Every country, the American eagle is a fallen angel, yeah. and every country in the world has an eagle type, a bird symbolism. But it's not a bird; it's a winged spiritual being, like a ser- seraph, a seraphim, or a, a serpent type figure. Basically, every nation is being governed by one of the fallen angels. Exactly. Yes, Um, exactly. Okay. So that means God allowed them and gave them a purpose, even after they fell. So here's your nations. God worked with the Israelites, starting with Abraham. And um, he was not, he was ignoring these other people, basically. They were not working with them, you know, directly. He gave them over to the, you know, he, it says that all the time. He gives, gives people over to their, Paul says it in Romans, gave them over to the, uh, they, they worshiped created things instead of the creator. So they're worshiping that, that angels. That kind of makes sense. Boy, we, we lost, we lost the, the last verse. Arise, O God, judge the earth, for you shall inherit all the nations. God, eventually, God will. Uh, be the the one you know will uh, inherit all the nations, and and that's through Jesus. You know the kingdom of God will inha- inhabit the entire world. But so right here after the Tower of Babel, everyone got their, the the that that thing we read in chapter ten. All those different nations they had governments, they had kings, but they also had a uh, an angel who was kind. Of, and we see this in Daniel now. See now we're going all over the place. Now what chapter is that in Daniel where you get the uh, the Prince of Persia. Yeah, he right? had remember that. And the Prince of Persia. That those are uh, uh, those are the uh, angels that administer. Let me just go there real quick. Chapter it was. I'll find it in a minute. In a second. In less than a minute. Daniel. All right. Eleven. Uh, Aha! Uh-huh, here it is. Daniel ten. Ten. Um. So Daniel, 10, Daniel 10, 13. Daniel 10, 13. So now that it's kind of more clear to me that angels are kind of ruling all nations. Yeah, um, yeah, that makes so sense now. <laughs> all the religions. Well, now it also makes sense how they were able to get the technology up and running for a lot of these cities, right? And how the gods started to appear in Eastern world and the Western world, especially the Eastern you know, They're still worshipped in the Eastern world today, like pretty blatantly. Yeah. They have statues of all these things, and but, but even in America, the American eagle, the American eagle is a uh, is a fallen angel. Even in South America, you know, the early Mayans and all those other cultures, they all had uh, serpent gods of some. It's sort. a total, yeah, the the Q That's thing, model, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and they then, all had the winged serpent uh, gods everywhere right. in the world, and they have it as their national emblem. Yeah, I have. I, I was going to send you. I have a photo. You know, I've have a. You can you can find photos online of these things. It's it's kind of right. rare. It's hard to find a little bit, but they're all you, you, just to see them all together. You see, wow, these are all the same thing. You know, same type of winged entity. Why why the winged entity? And everyone thinks yeah. it's a bird. Everyone thinks it's an eagle. Mm. It's not and a bird. Dragon, man. The dragon has wings too, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's basically a dragon. They're they're all yeah. they're all they're satanic. Oh, okay, I got okay. So uh Daniel ten thirteen. 
verse 13. Go up a little bit. Oh, there it is. The, but the prince, so this is Michael the angel, but the yeah. prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me for 21 days. So Michael, one of the chief princes, now, um, what does my version say? Yeah, they're, they're called, came to me uh, and helped. So I'd been, so who's, who's talking here? We got to go up a little bit. Um, this is, uh, there's uh, Gabriel. Um, talking to who, Daniel? Like, it was yeah, there's basically the angel is saying that angel was fighting with a, with a different angel. The prince of Persia is an angel. So, so Daniel's having a vision. And, uh, okay, verse 9, then I heard the sound of his words. Um, okay, verse 10, and behold, a hand touched me and set me trembling on my hands and knees. And he said to me, O Daniel, man greatly loved, understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright, for now I've been sent to you. Verse 12, then he said to me, fear not, Daniel, for from the first day. Okay, let's see here. Verse 13, the prince of Persia, the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me for 21 days, but Michael, one of the chief princes, now that's one of the angels, right? This word yeah. prince is uh, is is angel. It's he Michael, me for, isn't it? For I was left there with the kings of Persia and came to make you understand what is to happen for your people in the latter days, for the vision is for yet to come. See, this is Daniel. This is the one I wanted to focus on. So I'm not, uh, I didn't know we we're going to talk about Daniel today, but, uh, <laughs> well, you know, anyway, so, so, so we see one example, at least, of a, of the prince of Persia, of one of, the, one of these fallen angels leading, uh, ruling over a country. Yeah. That's basically the main point there. And we saw uh, Psalm 82 has a similar idea in Deuteronomy 32, verse 8, and that's, which happens after the Tower of Babel in Genesis uh, 12 or 11. Yeah, so I'm starting to follow about. your thought there. I think you... Yeah, it's a, it's, a lot, it's, it's a lot to lay on somebody at once. Um, no, but it makes totally sense now, <laughs> because those were the questions that are left open, you know, how all these uh, civilizations are progressing so fast. And then yeah. about with hundreds of gods of their own, right? So here in the verses that we just read, it uh, it does say, "You are gods" with a little g. So yeah, yeah, and the Hebrew is Elohim. Yeah, so that makes sense if they're acting, you know, if they're like godlike. Entities. These are the gods of the of the. Yeah. These are the other gods, the other religions, the other gods that people yeah. believe in. They they didn't yeah. just come out of nowhere, you know. Um, yeah, they're worshiping I, fallen angels. And see, Absolutely. the fallen angels wanted to be worshipped as gods. They, in, in a way, they're, they're in a fallen state, just like Adam and Eve in humanity. They're, they sinned. These are the angels that sinned, and we we saw this in other episodes, like in like in two Peter two verse four, for the book of Jude, where these angels end up in prison. And maybe not these specific ones. These these angels may still be ruling over the worlds, uh, over the nations. Um. But it makes sense. But the ones who had children are imprisoned. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, there's this whole spiritual reality going on that nobody knows about. But it's right. in the Bible. It's in the Bible. All right. Well, that was good. And Jesus quotes Jesus so. quotes uh, that one. And then let's go back to the end of verse nine of Genesis eleven. Let's go. We can go back to Genesis eleven. The very last part of verse nine. It says, "The Lord dispersed them over the face of all the earth." That's what we just read about. Yeah. You know, and the and and they had instead of God, kind of uh, you know, guide, God, you know, the presence of God was in the tabernacle. And, you know, they, you see that in Exodus and all this stuff. He didn't do that with all the nations. You know, all the nations were kind of left uh, to their own devices, but they were being ruled over by these uh, principalities and powers, or these sons of God, the angels, who did not rule. Uh, very well, and they were they were kind of evil in themselves, and they wanted to be worshipped as gods. You know, I always wondered about that verse in Daniel. How could Michael be held up by these other princes? Like, what the heck was all that about? Some but kind of war in leads, heaven type thing. Yeah, yeah, but that only leads to authority that God gave all these other princes of the other realm, fallen angels, whatever. That well, they, yeah, it kind of allows us to fight a little bit. You know, there's a. Uh, you know, yeah, he, he wants us to participate. A angel, and he had to fight them to get. Yeah, he, he he won. It sounds like he won the battle, but he still yeah. had to fight a bit. And it was Kinda all like us. prayers. Yeah. That's that's why th Michael was there to help uh, deliver the prayer that Daniel had. Right. Yeah. And yeah. All that battle that was going on just over that. 
That's what I mean. That's one. Daniel is such an interesting book. Uh, yeah. There's a lot there. There's a lot there, and it connects to the the uh, Revelation and and Matthew and and Jesus. Jesus points. Jesus talks about Daniel quite a bit, and um, Daniel is such an important book. Yeah. So okay. anyway, um, yeah, let's do all right. It. That's yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah. So if, if if people have never heard this before, they might they might be a little offended even or uh, shocked. So you know, don't believe whatever you want, but uh, you know. Be aware that this well, has been well what, it's been well researched and documented and you could maybe disagree with it if you want to but just be aware there is this do the research you know look into it yourself and i'm talking to your audience as well yeah. if this is new to you look into it yourself do the research before you uh, jump to any conclusions it um, was definitely new to me I, look I at both sides of the story you know look at both sides of it yeah but i think i do believe you're thoughts on that that it was well that's that's the conclusion i've come to after my research um maybe maybe i'm wrong you know who knows but no you made some good points to support that and it does make sense how all of these things progressed because we can although we all know what happened you know see everything today of what's written up to this point we can see the after effects you know what people worship how they divide the nation and all the languages and cultures and stuff. So it's all stemming yeah. from this story right here. Even Paul talks, you know, Ephesians chapter 6, which is actually based on a, a chapter in Isaiah, the principalities and powers, right? We we don't fight against flesh and blood. We fight against right. principalities and powers. So this is kind of related to that type of thing. You know? Yeah, my only confusion earlier was I thought the whole point of flood was getting rid of all of the, but I think that was getting the rid human of heart. Yeah, it didn't get well, it didn't it didn't no that that it, it still hasn't happened, you know. We're still not living in the uh in, in the, we're we're still we're still in the uh, the movie still going on. We haven't reached the end of the movie yet, you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're in the third well, act. I think we're in the final third act though. The, maybe the third <laughs> act, the final final uh the final great conflict may have begun, you know. Yep. <laughs> Watch out for extermination of all mankind. That's what I know. <laughs> it's begun. Watch out for that. Yeah. Okay. Whoa. So that's heavy. All right. Let's Ready? Forge so we them descendants. Yep. I threw. I think I threw you a curveball there. You didn't you know. Did. See, I knew that was coming. I knew about this already. <laughs> I, I knew about this. Well, I, I learned something new today. <laughs> I think that it's going to help me with. I make some connections in weird ways sometimes, and just yeah, understanding yeah. it. There's the real confusion there. Yeah. The real problem there is that there's two different Hebrew uh words used. You know, that's that's the real it's not just an English translation issue. It's a there's two different ways. But the the Masoretic text is from one thousand AD. Yeah. And, and the earlier versions are from well, you know, way earlier than that, like a thousand years earlier that than that. And the and they, they are, say sons of God. Yeah. There's two different uh, if you go with two different interpretation, it has completely opposite. It meaning. does pretty much. I mean, for the most part, yeah, it's you're a little going with men versus angels and what they well. You, well what happens? You miss the whole spiritual angle of it, and then what does Psalm eighty two even mean? Then you know what I mean? Like yeah. Psalm eighty two kind of says the same thing anyway. Right. So uh, you know. So. No, no, I think um, that helped. I, I, I'm yeah good with this. There's, there's, there's a book. There's there's uh well, there's two books I, I'd like to recommend maybe, or, or there's two books that have helped me. I'll just put it that way. One one about the covenants by Peter Gentry called Kingdom Through Covenant, and he's got a long version and a short version of that book. Just so you, if if your audience wants to do further research, that's about the covenants. But this one would Michael Heiser has a book called The Unseen Realm, which is um. And he he just passed away recently, but he's it's a it's a really good book to help people understand all the spirit the weird spiritual stuff that we come across and in, uh, in the Bible. He's kind of you know done a deep dive and researched all these things and helps connect some of the dots. You know, I'll look into that one. That sounds pretty interesting. Yeah. Just for if anyone's interested, yeah. then you can do it further. I'm, I'll probably post the links if I can figure out. Maybe you can send me the book. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, okay. all right. So uh, Shem's descendants. Do you want? Do you want to read now? I think sure. I, I just talked too much. I'm yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a little break. You had a lot of hard, heavy reading there. Okay. So Shem was a hundred years old, and two years after the flood, he became the father of 
Arfe I don't know how to say that. Arfexed? Arfexed. Okay. I'll leave that to you guys. Shem lived after the birth of Arfax 500 years and had other sons and daughters. Boy, this name is going to keep coming up. So do you know how to say it? Arfaxed? I don't know how to... I don't want to keep mispronouncing it over and over if I said it wrong. Arfaxed. How do you say it? I can't hear you, actually. Your mic is turned off. Sorry. That, yeah, I was muted there for a minute. Yeah. Arfaxed. Arfaxed. Okay. Yeah, I think it's Arfaxed. All right, I'll start over. Just so don't I annoy, annoy you guys. These are the generation of Shem. Shem was a hundred years old, and two years after the flood, he became the father of Arphaxed. Shem lived after the birth of Arphaxed five hundred years and had other sons and daughters. Arphaxed lived thirty-five years and became the father of Selea. Arphax lived after the birth of Selea four hundred and three years and had other sons and daughters. Selea lived thirty years and became the father of Eber. And Selea lived after the birth of Eber four hundred and three years and he had other sons and daughters. Eber lived thirty-four years and became the father of Peleg. Eber lived after the birth of Peleg 430 years and had other sons and daughters. Peleg lived 30 years and became the father of Ru. Peleg lived after the birth of Ru 290, 209 years and had other sons and daughters. Ru lived 32 years and became the father of Sereg. Ru lived after the birth of Sereg 207 years and had other sons and daughters. Sereg lived 30 years and had became the father of Nahor. Sereg lived after the birth of Nahor 200 years and had other sons and daughters. Nahor lived 29 years and became the father of Terah. Nahor lived after the birth of Terah 119 years and had other sons and daughters. Now Terah lived 70 years and became the father of Abraham. Nahor. Okay, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah. Better uh, take a break. <laughs> That's a so, lot. Um, so what where did you just where did you stop? What's the last verse you read? 26. 26. Okay, good. Yeah, so that yeah, so that's, you know, that's just a long genealogy and now now we're getting to Abraham basically. That's that's all I want to say about that. Yeah, Terah um, is now we stopped at His Tara. father. Yeah, that's yeah. his father. Now Terah see Terah is um these are basically, I don't know if you call them Babylonians necessarily, or they're from that same kind of region, basically, from Ur. And um, Terra is, um, uh, they, they were pagan, these guys were in the pagan nations, basically, originally, you know. But they must so, have been from the righteous line, because Abraham. They were from the righteous line, yeah, they were, yeah. Um, we don't know how wicked Terah. In fact, it says. In fact, uh, you don't have to go there, but there's a verse here, Joshua twenty two, Joshua twenty four two. I'll just read it. It says, "Terah, the father of Abraham, they served other gods." Yeah. So you know, it, so it confirms it in the Bible here. They served other gods originally. That's not you know, true. these God. Well, they they, they, they really didn't know. Well, God, God, people. People kind of forgot about God. It sounds like, um, or these guys did. These this particular family, they didn't know about God. They were living in just like people growing up these days. Anywhere in the world, they just grow up. And I think you know, because what you already said that the uh, fallen angels were ruling all, over all these people and nations. They must have just gave them what to worship. Basically, they wanted worship of them. So, the yeah, yeah, God, and that's what they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this God is Joshua really, says. Uh, Joshua says, long ago, your fathers lived beyond the Euphrates, Terah, the father of Abraham and of Nahor, and they served other gods. So Joshua is telling the Israelites, this is in the book of Joshua, he's saying, your ancestors worshipped other gods, AKA including the father of Abraham. Yeah, including the father. That's that's uh, Joshua 24, verse 2. Yeah. So including, including the father. So Abraham, you know, I mean, God pulls Abraham out of this pagan nation. Yeah, so I think that's why God is using like Abraham's descendants, like blessing him with unmeasurable descendants 
because he's the one who had faith of God. He's the one who yeah, yeah, God. yeah. But he he didn't you know he didn't grow up with that you know just like right. a lot of us don't grow up in a Christian homes, including exactly. myself. <laughs> then we're just we he pulls us he plucks us out of Babylon. That's basically what happened to uh, Abraham. He was basically a Babylonian or whatever he was, you know exactly. But um, you know he grew up as a Babylonian. Genesis eleven uh, verse twenty seven. So now these are the generations. So again, we have another generation, right? It's just like Noah, Adam, all these people. Now these are the generations of Terah. Terah fathered Abram, Nahor, and Haran, and Haran fathered Lot, right? So these we're going to see these people again. Mm -hmm. Harat died in the presence of his father Terah in the land of his kindred in Ur of the Chal Chaldeans. I believe the Chaldeans were the Babylonians. Or, or, or something very similar. It's the same thing, I think. And Abraham and Nahor, Abram, took wives. The name of Abram's wife was Sarai, and the name of Nahor's wife, Milcah, the daughter of Haran, the father of Milcah and Iscah. Okay, so now Sarai was barren. She had no child. So this is Sarah, right? It goes, uh, this is Abraham's, Abraham's wife was barren. She had no child. She was not able to give birth. And we're going to see later on that, you know, for me, like uh, uh, this barren woman type theme, you, you see this a lot in the Bible. And then God comes and allows them to have almost like a miraculous birth. You know, he, he, he creates life where there was no life, which is kind of similar to Genesis 1, created the world from this, this state of nothingness, right? There was no life. And then he creates life. Yeah, um, God has a power yeah. to... Yeah, everybody. So, and she so was God is so God creates. Bad, but she was old too. That's so God, yeah, God is creating. Is it's almost like now Abraham? Abraham becomes like a new Adam, and God is creating his his country that we just talked about. Yeah, God took the Israelites for Himself, but He really created them from a barren woman. Yep, He created so this. Kind of like another creation of adam within sarah it's like way. a creation story yeah, yeah yeah exactly all right so terah took abraham his son and lot the son of haran his grandson and sarai his daughter-in-law his son abraham's wife and they went forth together from ur of the chaldeans to go into the land of canaan oh sorry i'm reading the esv let me switch over to yours after the next sentence <laughs> but when they came to haran they settled there Verse 32, there it is. The days of Terah were 205 years, and Terah died in Haran. All right, so they uh, they went to the land of Canaan. Haran died in Haran. Well, yeah, yeah. To go, they, let's see here. Yeah, they went forth to the land of Canaan. But, but when Canaan. they came to Haran, it sounds like they didn't quite get there yet, right? Yeah. They, they kind of stopped over in this Haran, place, Haran. Yeah. yeah, so it, I don't think it says why they went or anything, does it? it they just kind of went there. Yeah, um, which is all right. They're expanding. Yeah. Okay. Now, do we want to do verse uh, chapter twelve today? Is yeah, because this doing? will be part of this. Podcast. All right. So, okay. So now it gets really interesting. Uh, the call of Abraham, or uh, what's his uh, uh, Abram. Now the Lord oh, said to Abram, um, "Oh, okay. Now I'm going to read the first three verses here, and then I'll stop." Now the Lord said to Abram. Go to your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. Go from, sorry. <laughs> Go from. Oh, let me read yours again. Go from your country, your family, and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless them who bless you and curse him who curses you. And in you, all families of the earth will be blessed. So that's kind of like we just talked about. The God is creating his own nation from these people, yeah. his own people. And also, I have a, a note here, that a comment from, uh, I forget who said this, but somebody said this, a scholar said, this is a summary. This These these three verses here are kind of summary of the entire meta narrative of the Bible. Like the whole okay, Bible is, is summarized right here. Yeah. You know, I believe I'm that, not, and it's kind of like uh, Genesis three fifteen. I'm going to create my. I'm going to create a kingdom of God on earth. You know, yeah. that's the whole point. 
And this is how he's making that selection, you know, like people always get confused of like the chosen ones, but really that's not what's going on. He's separating his people versus among all the other wicked people that worship other gods and possibly the fallen angels, right? Well, he's creating them. I will will make you a great nation. So far, it's only Abraham and his wife. But yeah, but through him, his barren wife, he's he's blessing the world with it, right? The family yeah. is going to come, yeah. and yeah. those are the ones that people that are are going to follow God, some one way or another. Well, he has faith. See what happens is Abraham has faith, and right. then Paul. We'll get to that point. We're not there yet, but uh, we can maybe talk about that. And I think that's chapter fifteen where we see it more clearly. Yeah. And that's where Paul, uh, goes, right, but. You know, the New Testament talks a lot about Abraham. Yeah. But here, like, you, we already know that people can make their own choice, right, to be wicked or faithful. We know that Abraham lived among his family line that worshipped other gods, but he was different. He chose to believe God. And so, well, it says in verse 4, it says, So Abraham went as the Lord had told him. It's like it's like 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 this God. He didn't know. Like he didn't know who God was, and then God said to Abraham, "Go from your, you know, go go away from your family, right? And then uh, I'll make you a great nation." I mean, he could have said, "Like, who are you? What are you talking about? This is mm-hmm. crazy." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my wife can't even have babies. You know, I'm like 90 years old. Whatever. You know, it's like, um, and, and they didn't really believe him at first. Really, it sounds like later on we'll see. But uh, but but he went. He went. It says he obeyed. He, he basically was yeah. like, "Yeah, let's go. All right, okay." But sounds the good. The fact that he's blessing his descendants and making a nation. You know, blessing. I will bless you. Uh, who I will bless them who bless you and curse them, curse you. So that's like he's following his offspring all the way through. And protecting them, right? Even I don't know if that means every all of his offsprings are going to be believing in God, or are they still no? Individual we see children? that they're not. Yeah. 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 So, so this is yeah. So it can, we, we, he's they they kind of repeat this throughout this uh, Abraham uh, story. This goes on for three a few chapters with Abraham. Yeah. Um, okay. So four. So so it so. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. Abraham was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Abraham took Sarai, his wife, Lot, his brother's son, and all their possessions and they had that they had accumulated and the people that they had acquired in Haran. And they set out for the land of Canaan. They came to the land of Canaan. Okay, so now that now they're arriving in the land of Canaan. So then Abraham passed through the land to the place of Shechem, to the Oak of Morah. The Canaanites were in the land at the time. Ah, the Canaanites. The mm-hmm. Lord appeared to Abraham and said, To your descendants I will give this land. So he built an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. Now this, this concept of land is also very important, right? If you have a kingdom, you need a, a land. Yeah. And you need people. You need people who uh, serve, who have, who believe, you know, who people who follow the king, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. he's going to evict the Canaanites off their land to give it to Abraham. Yeah. That's, 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 uh, we see that later on. Yeah. Yeah. And um, although Abraham doesn't really do it, it's, it's the, uh, well, we'll, we'll get there. That's what kind of what Genesis, well, that's what the whole Pentateuch is all about, really. It's about them getting, they finally do get into this land. Takes them a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, but for, that's for, his, that's a promise to his descendants anyway, you know? Yeah. Like, and really, the, the fulfillment of this is the new heavens and the new earth at right. the very end of the Bible. It's finally fulfilled at the very, very, very end of the Bible. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're all going to be evicted except for the ones who had faith yeah all right is it verse eight now from yeah. there he continued on to a mountain to the east of bethel and pitched his tent having bethel on the west and i on the east there he built an altar to the lord and called on the name of the lord then abram continued his journey towards the negev 
So yeah, so they don't, there's no temple, nothing like that. They just do these little altars and stuff, and uh, doing a bit of worship, you know. Yeah, um, making sacrifices uh, along the way. I guess, yeah, yeah. So, um, all right. Oh, Abraham in Egypt. Okay, so now there was a famine in the land. So Abraham went down to Egypt to live there, for the famine was severe in the land. In Egypt, of course, they had the Nile, right? So there's a lot of food there and stuff. Yeah. When he was getting near to Egypt, he said to Sarai, his wife, I know you're a beautiful woman. Therefore, when the Egyptians see you, they will say, this is his wife. They will then kill me, but they will let they will let you live. Say you are my sister, so that I may be treated well for your sake. Then my life will be spared because of you. Now, apparently, this was his half sister, yeah, his wife, and um, and I think you know it sounds like he's being deceptive there, but he's kind of being clever as well. Well, he's definitely being clever to try. Because what would have happened is that uh, his, Sarah would have be would have joined the uh, harem. Of the Pharaoh. Yeah, which was know. a no no. <laughs> um, and, and and the promises would not have come true. Yeah. God just promised him to have all these descendants and stuff. So Abraham had to survive with his wife. So you he know, wasn't they, they trusting just, God at that point. Well, I think he was, wasn't he? He was. No, he was, because uh, he thought he, he had to do this. He had to give his wife over to the Pharaoh in order to survive. But if he had trusted God, God, because God oh. punishes. All of them well, for doing this, and I think yeah. in the stories, uh, his son Isaac does the same thing. Yeah, the same thing happens a few times in Genesis, yeah. but it's—I mean, you could read it either way. I don't know if the Bible itself necessarily condemns it or praises it. Um, well, but I think God does take judgment. He—he's mad about it, so we'll read that mm, at okay. the end of this. Um, where are we now? 14, uh, 14. So when Abraham entered Egypt, the Egyptians saw that Sarai was, was very beautiful. The princess of Pharaoh saw her and commended her to Pharaoh, and she was taken into Pharaoh's house. He treated Abraham well for her sake, and he had sheep and livestock, male and female donkeys, male and female servants, and camels. <laughs> but the Lord aff afflicted Pharaoh and his house with great plagues yeah. because of Abraham's wife, Sarai. But he's, he's punishing Pharaoh, though. Yeah. He's not really punishing uh, Abraham. So Pharaoh called Abraham and said, Why have you done this to me? What have you done to me? Why did you not tell me that she was your wife? Why did you say she is my sister? I might have taken her as my wife. Now here is your wife. Take her and leave. Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him, and they sent him away with his wife and all that he had. The thing so, is, if he didn't, if he if he would have said, "This is my wife," like he says earlier, then then Pharaoh would have killed Abraham and taken his wife forever, uh, taken Sarah into his harem forever, and then that would have been the end of Abraham's uh, descendants. Yeah. So maybe that's why he's punishing Pharaoh this way. He punishes Pharaoh, yeah, because so Pharaoh Pharaoh brought it. Even though Pharaoh Pharaoh was kind of he was kind of deceived, so he didn't know yeah. either. And then then he he kind of repents in a way, right? He's like, "What you know? Why did you do this to me? Yeah, this is wrong." And um, and and there was great plague. So this Pharaoh, this is a different Pharaoh than the Exodus Pharaoh. This Pharaoh repented after the plagues. Or the signs and wonders that God did on the Pharaoh. So we have almost a prelude to the Exodus plagues. Yeah. And it doesn't mention kind what kind of plagues, but there were more than one. Um, plagues. Yeah, it doesn't really. And we see that word a lot in the Old Testament. Um, and sometimes God puts the uh, plagues on the people, on the Israelites. Yeah. You know, as punishment, it, quite often, a lot, actually, because the Israelites were so incredibly rebellious after the Exodus. And I think that's kind of what's happening now. I, I do. Uh, it's, it's called signs and wonders, and um, so signs and wonders refers back to the plagues of Egypt. And I think, and it says in two Thessalonians two, the Antichrist will have false signs and wonders, false plagues, false pandemics. Yeah, so we I could be experiencing a judgment, the judgment of the false pandemic, which is a judgment on the unbelievers who right. are deceived, who are deceived into taking the mark of the beast. Yeah, and if people repented today, all of that would just stop because they would um, be talking to God too, you know, and they <laughs> repented. I'm sorry, I understand all this. 
Let's and I think that's uh, described in Revelation 9. In the very last verse of Revelation 9, it says, people did not repent of their pharmakia. Yeah. So they, they want it. So let them have it. It's it, just it literally like, says pharmakia. It says, uh, Revelation uh, 18, it says, says Satan, uh, no, it says, uh, uh, you know, you deceived you deceived the nations with your pharmakia. That's like Babylon, right? You deceived the world through through you deceived the world with your pharmakia, and then it says people did not repent of their pharmakia. It's just a coincidence, I guess. You know, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all related because Satan is copycatting <laughs> everything what God has done, but in its own way, and he's using technology, but. You know, all these stories are still relevant for what's going on today. That's why I like reading all of them, because it's just like it's seeing into the past and what they did and how God handled it versus what we see again, repeated, and then how people are dealing with the same thing. They're not repenting. They're not resisting the devil. Like here, you know, God has picked his people. Like you said, it was a summary of the whole Bible. So that means whoever follow God. Yeah. They're protected. And because even to them, it says, I will bless them who bless you and curse them who curse you. So why can't that be true for his people? In this, in this nation, yeah, and we're going to see later on. I think we can talk about that more in detail later in, in yeah. like uh, Genesis 15. But the people, the, like I'm probably not a physical descendant of Abraham, but I am but I'm a spiritual. Yeah, I'm a spiritual yeah. descendant of Abraham through faith. And that's that's really uh, what Paul's getting at later on. Yeah, and it does say later on that we we are we become the children of Abraham through faith, doesn't it? Somewhere, yeah, yeah, because yeah. because the Jews the Jews claimed that they were the chosen people based on uh, bloodlines. Yeah, well, well we're like, we're wrong. yeah we're descendants of Abraham physically, so we can kind of do whatever we want. We're we're going to rule the world, and we're great. And uh, but meanwhile, their heart was not in the right place. They really didn't have faith. They kind of yeah. created their own customs and religion. And and then Jesus even tells them like um, like you guys don't even know God at all. Right, um, get away from me. You know, you guys. Yeah, you guys are descendants of Abraham, but you're not. Uh, you don't know God. You know that kind of stuff. If it was left to genetics only, then I think the not the people who had a right to rebel against God, because that's that's just totally you wouldn't have a choice. Yeah, there'd be no choice. Yeah, because um, then yeah. you can say that that's the wicked God who only chose a certain genetic. Yeah, he he, do, he doesn't really judge people on their genetics, really, yeah. does he? Um, it's more based on your actions, your your heart, especially the heart, and um, and your actions. You know, yep, so we finished. So, all right. Um, uh, I got to go take care of the cats. All right. Thanks a lot. Yeah. All right. Yeah. See you um, later. Yep. Yeah, bye. Bye.